0: Hello, and welcome back to the What The Fab podcast. We're on episode 38, and it's a fun one. I've been really like having fun, changing things up, doing different types of interviews, exploring different topics that I haven't touched on before for solo episodes, and today is no different. We're doing something Different than what I've done in the past. We have the first ever male guest coming on the podcast today, and it is my sweet husband, Omid. So I mentioned this in our conversation that we're about to get into, but um, up until now, I have really been focused on when I'm thinking about potential guests, elevating other female voices and thinking about who are other women that I want to, you know, invite. On the podcast, have them share their story, have myself and listeners learn from. And it was suggested by Anissa with the FAB's content manager that Omid and I do a little Q&A. And she was like, you know, I think people are curious about the guy behind the camera, the guy behind the lens. He's more behind the scenes. He's obviously a lot more private than I am. And I was like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) That's a great idea. I have certainly noticed that whenever I post a picture or a story with Omid in it, it gets a lot more engagement. (laughs) which I don't know if I should be offended by that but I think it's natural like people are just kind of naturally curious about him and our relationship especially because I don't, you know post a ton about him and he doesn't post a ton about himself on Instagram either. And we do have a unique love story. We met when I was 16 years old. We're high school sweethearts. We get into the whole thing in this episode. But this one's a fun one. And there were just like some really funny moments, um, some awkward moments when we get into like (laughs) the juicy stuff. But I think that you will enjoy it. So I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's dive right in. Okay. So we're just going to dive into <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the big sigh. <side. laughs> you're so cute. It's fine.
1: I'm ready. Let's go.
0: Okay. I'm excited because you're actually the first man to come on the What the Fab podcast. Cause wow. I've been really focused on like for all of my interviews, thinking about what are other female voices that I want to elevate. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about that?
1: feels pretty natural for me to be the first guy. I get it. (laughs) You'd be offended if you weren't. (laughs) A little bit. Like, you know, but it's okay.
0: Well, I'm excited. And this idea for this topic actually came up from Anissa. So Anissa is What The Fab's content manager. And she was like, I think people want to know more about Omid, like the guy behind the camera, your relationship, how he started, how he helped you start the blog and What The Fab. And just kind of like, more juicy details from your relationship. So she helped put together some starter questions. I also threw up a question box on stories. And so we're going to kind of dive into a mix of both of those.
1: Sounds good. By the way, this is my second time on a podcast. It's not my first time.
0: On my podcast. I know. I'm oh, just okay.
1: Like, I, I have experience.
0: <laughs> Wait, what other podcast were you on?
1: When my first um, company I worked for had an architecture podcast and I got...
0: Lion Yeah. Oh. I got
1: invited to to speak, and so I kind of learned, you know, how it's very awkward if you stop talking, and it was very, a lot of pressure for me. Cause, you were
0: a baby. You I worked know. there, like, right, fresh out of college.
1: I know. It was just, like, a thing a lot of the younger kids were starting, and I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. That's
0: so cute. Wait, that's, yeah. like, very ahead of the times. Like, now everyone has a podcast, but back then... This was, like, 2011. Yeah, that was, yeah. like, what's a podcast? I know,
1: I know, but it was, like... The, the thing you have to do is just keep talking like awkward silence is a no-no and I just remember spewing stuff all the like I just kept talking because I felt like having silence was super awkward
0: well I mean you can edit it did they not edit uh, you know that's
1: the thing though it's like back then didn't I didn't know, know what they were doing yeah it was pioneers there were pioneers that's
0: so cute you never told me that
1: you know, it was just, it was a one-off. It was like, you know, an hour long podcast. I would have
0: listened to it. I want to find the podcast and listen I don't even to know, it. I think
1: it was just like an intranet thing. Oh. Like totally internal. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't like on Apple. It was, this was back in the day. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I love how this is starting because I'm already learning things about you. I'll try to find it. <laughs> that I didn't know. Okay. The first question, this is an obvious one that I think makes sense too start off our conversation, but how did you two meet? Tell us the story. You want to take this? You want me to go first or? I love telling the story of how we met. So can I start? Go ahead. Okay. So Omid and I met um, in high school. I was 16 and he had just turned 18 and we had a few mutual friends and we were both part of this club. It was called Key Club and it was basically like- No, it was International Club.
1: Oh, oh. Sorry. I'd nope. You're right to interrupt you, but that's the. good.
0: <laughs> it, right. it was called international club and it was, um, kind of like a, a club. So you can get some community service basically like, Oh shit, I'm a junior and I'm starting to have to apply for colleges soon. And I don't have any community service. So let me join this club and get some community service hours. So there had been a tsunami in Thailand, Thailand, And so we were raising money for tsunami victims, um, by hosting this like dance at the community center. If you're, if you're from Eldorado Hills, shout out to the CSD (laughs) and we ended up working the admissions table together. And I was like, oh my gosh, he is so cute. Like play it cool. Like be a little bit flirty, but like a little nonchalant and we just ended up chatting at the while we were working at the table. And afterwards, I was like, I really want to get to know him. He added me on MySpace, <laughs> which really like dates and puts that like timestamp on the era <laughs> that we met. And then things just evolved from there. We started dating pretty quickly. And I fell he- head over heels for you
1: Yeah, you want to tell them about the first comment you left on my first MySpace photo? Oh. It was a photo of me, you know, when I was a little kid. I was probably like five years old or something. I remember. Yeah, and you left a comment and you were like, you are so adorable. I guess you've always been cute. Winky face.
0: (laughs) I went for what I wanted, ladies. (laughs) I was like, I want this guy. I want to get to know him. I'm going to make that clear.
1: Yeah. And I, I was, I was like, I guess she likes me.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I was hard at taking hints. Yes. Cause this is the other thing that I later learned about Omid is that he kind of had this like complex where he didn't think that he was attractive. I mean, if this is a podcast, but we're also going to put it on YouTube later, but like, I mean, look at this handsome man. Like he didn't think he was attractive. He was like the chubby kid growing up and like That's fat
1: boy mentality.
0: Yeah. He had a fat kid complex. And so that was something that I learned kind of later on as we were dating, like when we went off to college and girls would be like openly flirting with him on his MySpace or Facebook. And I'd be like, um, who is this bitch? She's flirting with you. And he would be like, no, she's not. She's not into me like that. I'm like, hello. (laughs) So I think, I think you've gotten past that now, but that was definitely a thing. It was years
1: of conditioning.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I think so. Was there anything else from your side of the story, your perspective from when we met? Um,
1: No, that was pretty accurate. I think, uh, you know, I would add from my side, you know, when we were sitting together, I was also, I thought you were very cute. I thought you just looked very like exotic to me. I was like, you know, I was just trying to peg you. What is she? Yeah. You reminded me of Pocahontas. (laughs) I was like, you know, what is she? Yeah. What's her background? Um, and yeah, we, I, I added you on my space. I remember that. And, and then I remember there was a comment you left. I think it was, you know, I had added you around spring break. So you had said like, Hey, I hope you have a good spring break, but to make it better, we should hang out. And so that was another hint that I took?
0: Yes. um, A very forward hint. Shout out to Allison and Nicole because they were like with me hyping me up to leave that comment. I was like, is it too much? Is it too forward? And they were like, no, like do it. Like make it known. Yeah. So
1: I, we, I was on a family trip for spring break, but when I saw that comment you left, I was like, I got to hang out with her, but when am I going to do it? I guess it's going to be the last day of spring break when we come back from our trip. So I looked up what movies were playing at the nearby theater. And I think the only thing that kind of worked was I don't know, like some
0: It was the Ring Disney Three. Disney movie
1: or the Ring Three. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I'll do a horror movie.
0: And I'm terrified of scary movies. Like my friends and family and Omid. I know this knows now. this now. But like when he texted me and was like, Let's go see a movie. You wanna see Ring Three? I was like fuck. Like I'm going to have nightmares for like a week. <laughs> I saw the ring one with my best girlfriends and literally didn't sleep for a week. So I was like, no, I really don't want to. So I went online on Fandango mm-hmm. again, time stamping that era and looked at what the other options were. Cause I was like, there's gotta be something else we can see. And it was literally like a few like kids movies Or The Ring 3. I was like, well, I can't really suggest we go see, like, Blue's Clues the movie or whatever it was. I guess I'm going to have to just sack up and go see The Ring with him.
1: Yeah, so that night, I had actually just bought this leather jacket that I really um, was very proud of and I thought looked really cool in. So I put my leather jacket on and I drove over to her house to pick her up. And when I rang the doorbell, her whole family... Uh, was there to open the door. I forget who opened the door, but basically her mom was there, her dad was there, her (laughs) sister was there, and she was there as well. But um, there there I was with my leather jacket. Um, Apparently, I had sunglasses that I hung behind my head, sort of like a cool way of doing it when you're not wearing your sunglasses. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, everybody introduced themselves to me, and... Uh, My dad grilled dad, you a little. Her dad. Her dad uh, yeah, he was nice. But, you know, at the end, he's like, you know, he's, I think he said something like, you know, uh, you know, hope you're a good driver. You're carrying precious cargo. Oh, you, that's know, like the,
0: you know exactly what he said, because this has become a running joke I, that also made its way into... Both my wedding vows and Omid's wedding vows and my sister's yes. maid of honor speech at our wedding. Well,
1: for sure. I know he said you're carrying precious cargo and that's, yes. the, that's the running joke. But yeah. before that, I think he said something about, I hope you're a good driver.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he asked you if you were a good
1: driver. And then I said something stupid like, yeah, I want to see my driver's license. Yeah, tonight. you did. And I was like, let's get out of here. I was like, I need to go. <laughs> I was not prepared we for We <laughs> need to go.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was really the only time my dad ever semi grilled you. I mean he just he... It was
1: another time. Um sorry.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: And that was again it was like not really that bad. But this was like again not too far into us dating. I asked I was gonna ask Elise out to the homecoming or I think prom. Prom for that year. Yeah right because yeah we started dating in the spring. So it was prom and I um wanted to put a I wanted to put the invitation in her room as a surprise and I called her house, really hoping that her mom was going to pick up. I was like, I need to talk to one of her parents. It I really could ho-
0: just picture you like, please let Kathy pick up. Please let Kathy pick up.
1: please, Kathy. Please, Kathy. Please, Kathy. And then it was like, hello? It's <laughs> was like, okay.
0: Oh, For people that don't know my dad, he's like 6'2", big man. He's intimidating.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, but he was really nice on the phone. I was like, hey, Walter, it's a meet. I, I basically asked if I could come over and I want to, I want to surprise Elise with an invitation to prom. And so, yeah, I came over. Um, I put the, I think it was a teddy bear that I had made at one and of the, the teddy factory. Remember that thing at the mall? The, yeah, the yeah, build the Bear. I made a—I made a bear. It was really cute. I made a bear with a prom <laughs> suit was on. It really cute. It was pretty, pretty fantastic. He
0: had a top hat.
1: Oh, he was, it was super best. dapper. It was a very dapper bear. <laughs> um, and then the bear had a, I think it had a card and, you know, flowers or something like that. And so I put it in Eliza's room on her chair and I was all done. I was going to leave. And then, you know, Walter is like... Hey, so, you know, so, you know, you're graduating soon. Like, where, you know, where are you going? You know, uh, what are your plans after, after college?
0: What, what the fuck are you doing with your life? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Like, you
1: got your shit together? You're like, what's yeah, going on here? Please suss know? this out. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I answer truth for you. I was like, you know, I, I'm going to architecture school and I want to become an architect. Like, my dad was an architect and, um, yeah, it's my passion and, I think it went well. You know, he, he kinda of stopped after that. Like Honestly, it didn't really go on for that long and yeah. I think he was just like, Okay, I, I don't have any follow up questions. <laughs> yeah.
0: I remember in our early days of dating, um, we would like leave each other notes on our cars. Yes. And, you know, tuck it into, like, the, the windshield wiper on the windshield. And my grandma's house was, like, really close to our high school. So, like, some, you know, my dad would be, like, taking care of stuff for my grandma. And he would drive right by the high school. And he noticed that I was getting these notes on my car. And so he asked me, like, oh, I saw you uh, had a piece of paper on your car. Is somebody leaving you notes? And I was like, yeah, it was a, a note from Omid. And <laughs> my dad was like... You know, when a boy leaves you notes on your car, that means he likes you. (laughs) And like, at that point, we had been like making out and like, (laughs) I'm like, really? I know (laughs) we like each other. (laughs) It was just really cute and sweet, and I remember that.
1: Yeah, I so I officially asked you out. I forget how long it.
0: Just a couple weeks into us dating.
1: Yeah. But so, so my deal is like, I, I haven't gone out with a lot of different girls and I just like, I'm just like, how do you ask a girl out? And I, I was just like, I guess you get her flowers, right? So I, when I realized like, okay, I should ask Elise out, like we should, we should be official. Um, I get up early in the morning one day before school and I drive over to the nearby Safeway, like an hour before school, pick up flowers. I come home and I get my mom, my mom helps me like. You know, cut the leaves and like you know, <laughs> get them all set so up and sweet. and 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 tied up so they look really presentable because I do not know what to do with flowers. And uh, then I take the flowers and you know, Elise and I just kind of meet up before school sometimes. So I, I took the flowers and I was going to go park wherever to meet up with Elise. And I put the flowers somewhere where she can't see them, like the side of my chair in my car. And uh, she gets in my car and we're just like hanging out before school and I. I don't remember exactly how it went down, but I'm pretty sure at some point I'm just like, Hey, so, you know, I was just, I wanted to, you know, see if you want to be official and
0: I didn't want to ask you to be my
1: girlfriend. You know, what do you think about that? And I think you kind of looked at me all shy and <laughs> you know, like batting your eyes. Like, Being yeah, coy. Yeah. I think, I think I'd like to, I think I'd like that.
0: <laughs> Is that what it like? <laughs> I, I think I like that.
1: So once I got confirmation, I was like, "Okay, I would like you give you these." And I pulled the the, the uh, flowers out from you know behind the seat. I was like, "Okay, now that I'm not gonna feel stupid because she said yes, here are flowers <laughs> for you."
0: <laughs> so sweet, seriously, one of the sweetest memories. Like we were just like such kids, yeah. such babies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I I think we've painted a picture of just like. How I mean, we started dating when we were so young. We didn't know what we were doing, like, who we were.
1: We, yeah, we had not been our full selves yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that, like, you know, people either, when they start dating in high school and then into college and stuff, it's like they either grow apart, which is probably the more typical thing, or sometimes they grow together. And I feel like that's what happened with us. Like, we grew as individuals, but then we also grew together. And it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's been, we're, next month is going to be 17 years that we've been together.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, w- I would say, you know, I got, I got the best, your best traits and I was able to like, you know, make myself a better person that way. And you were able to, you know, grow and get my best traits. And we sort of like,
0: you know. Well, I think we balance each other really exactly. well, like we're we have a lot in common, but then we have a lot of things that are opposite
1: yes you're yeah, you're still your person, I'm still my person, and we are I wouldn't say we're opposite, but i I would say like we have
0: some things that are opposite for sure,
1: yeah, well, we complement each other,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like very impulsive. If I have an idea, I want to do something. I want to do it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you're very like, let's weigh all the options and yeah. be very logical and think about it. And sometimes it can kind of take well, It's o- affected
1: every decision we've ever <laughs> made in our lives from like, you know, finding an apartment in San Francisco to buying a house in Napa.
0: Yeah. But we do end up balancing each other because like you kind of like calm me down when I'm like, okay, I want to like this, this, and this and like do it right now and you kind of help me like think things through and like make the best decision and then sometimes when you need a kick in the butt to just like make a decision and do something i can kind of like give you that you help me a light push. a fire
1: up my, yeah behind my butt up yeah. your butt i love it okay this is the other thing at least uh started to realize about me I always started dating as. Is- I don't understand a lot of American phrases right away.
0: Well, English is technically your second language. English is
1: technically my second language. Uh, So I grew up in a household where my parents, you know, English was their second language. So certain phrases I will definitely mess up sometimes.
0: Yeah. So for listeners that don't know us personally, Omid is Persian and um, Farsi was his first language, but he obviously speaks English, you know, fluently because he also learned that. when he was little.
1: I'm I'm, I'm American, but yeah, my background is Persian. Um, so yeah, I was born here, but again, totally spoke Farsi for the first several years of my life before speaking any English.
0: Yeah. Okay. So another question. When did you guys say, I love you to each other? Who said it first? When did you know? Did you say it first? Yeah, I did. I remember. Okay. So, and I kind of, I didn't straight up say like, I love you. I think I kind of like, you know, like on The Bachelor where they're like, I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> like they don't just like I'm spring. starting
1: the process of thinking that <laughs> I, I might could be. potentially fall in love with you someday.
0: Yeah. But it was, it was in high school and I think we'd been dating for, I don't know, months. I mean, here's the thing. I remember like two weeks into us dating, I have a really vivid memory of thinking I know I'm only 16, and I might not know what love is, but, like, I think I am going to fall in love with this guy. I might even marry him, and I know I'm I'm really young. Like, maybe that won't happen, but he is going to be someone really special and important in my life. Like, I, I just have a very vivid memory of thinking this.
1: Was it when I was in high school, too, or was it... Uh, When I...
0: Yeah, you were still in high school. It was literally two weeks after we'd been dating.
1: Yeah. But when you said you love me.
0: Oh, you want me to get back on track with the question.
1: (laughs) I'm just in my head. I'm trying to remember when this happened.
0: It was after... um, Actually, I don't know if it was... No, yeah. I think it was like maybe a few months after we'd been dating. Maybe like six months. And... I had been away for like a week for basketball camp in Pepperdine Mm. and you picked me up. We drove like the whole basketball team drove back up and got in pretty late, like around 10 or 11 and you picked me up and we were just like sitting in your your car. And I just like, I missed you so much. Like it was just a week and I was super busy because we were at basketball camp, but I just like really, really missed you and kind of realized like, I think I'm falling in love with him, and I want to tell him. And so I, I said, I think I literally said, I think I'm falling in love with you.
1: I think I remember this. It was probably uh, summertime.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, before I left for college. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably said I love you, not not too far after that.
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the first time you said it, though. Do you?
1: <sighs> I mean, I'm sorry, but I really don't like <laughs> I. Don't I <laughs> I feel like it's something I should remember, but we've just been together for so long. I know. (laughs) I just don't
0: remember the time. I'm sure it was very sweet and I was very happy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you know I am all about time-saving hacks, and I have to tell you guys about my latest discovery, Sunbasket Meal Delivery Service. I've been using them for months now, and they are hands down the best meal delivery I have ever tried, and I have tried a lot. (laughs) Their meals are ready to go. You can just microwave them or pop them in the oven. I don't know about you, but if I'm paying for a meal delivery, I'm not trying to get a kit that also requires me to spend time having to cook the meal and chop stuff like some other services. No, thank you. So it's delivered weekly. If you want, you can always skip. It's ready to go. All of their ingredients are organic. And seriously, the meals have been so delicious. I just had this insane Chile Verde enchilada pie with braised pork last night. Oh my God, I'm drooling just thinking about it. And each week you get to pick your menu and I order six. So that's meals for both me and Omid three nights out of the week. And I usually opt for meals that are under 600 calories. And like I said, everything has been so good. And there's a new menu to choose from every week. We haven't had a repeat menu item yet. And I have a great discount link for you to give them a try. You'll get $90 off your first few deliveries, bringing each meal to six bucks a meal. This is a no-brainer, you guys. So just go to whatthefab.com sunbasket and use my referral link there. I mean, you're going to pay that much at least for groceries, but with Sunbasket, you don't even have to cook, so you might as well be efficient about it. Make weeknight dinners a delicious breeze with Sunbasket. Go to whatthefab.com slash sunbasket to get $90 off. Okay, next question. You kind of touched on this, but what does Omid do for a living? Uh,
1: So I am an architect um, and I work for, so I'm a a principal at a uh, corporate interior architecture firm. We do a lot of interior renovations in San Francisco and the Bay Area. And we have some clients that we do national and international work for as well. But Yeah, I've, that was, that was what I went to school for. Um, Again, my dad was an architect as well. So that was what kind of introduced me to that. And um, I've always had this passion for both science and arts. I mean, my mom was very artistic, my dad, obviously artistic, um, but also um, being an architect sort of drew me to that aspect of wanting to, you know, utilize both art and also science uh, in my profession. So, you know, kind of had a very stereotypical upbringing as far as, you know, loved playing with Lincoln Logs and Legos as a child. So that all transformed to me, uh, going to Cal Poly Pomona for my, uh, master's degree or not master's, but bachelor of architecture. And, um, and then, yeah, I worked for uh, a firm in Sacramento for a while. Um, Elise was going to get her master's during that time. And then once she, graduated. Um, she got a job in San Francisco and that's what led us to San Francisco. And that's what led me to my current firm uh, where I'm a partner at.
0: Yeah. And for people who aren't as familiar with like the the lingo, because um, I think it's kind of um, specific to your industry, but principal means owner or co-owner. Um, like a like a partner at a law firm. Um, but so Omid is a a co-owner at his firm Mm -hmm. and he has other partners. Um and so we're both we're both running businesses and we're both entrepreneurs and it kind of just ended up that way.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. Lots of stuff to talk about every night during dinner. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I remember like meeting you, because it was towards the end of your senior year and I was a junior. Um, And I was, like, so impressed that you had such clarity and vision for what you wanted to do. Because I, like, I went to UCLA undeclared. I'm, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I know I don't like math or science and I can write and I like that. But, like, I don't know what I'm going to end up doing. So I just remember thinking, like, it was really impressive that you had such, like, clarity and vision around what you wanted to do.
1: Well, I remember being super impressed with just, like, your drive and your persistence. I mean...
0: At that age?
1: Always. Yeah. Really? Yeah, always. I mean, I, I think, yeah, it's become more and more, you know, obvious, but I could see it sort of like cultivating itself uh, while you were in college. I mean, again, like you, you, you've you kind of said to yourself, like you didn't, you didn't really know what you wanted to do and, but you just kind of like thrived. I mean, you thrived and you graduated from UCLA in three years for, instead of the traditional four years. Uh, and when I got your master's at Davis and just like, again, like, I mean, who does that? I mean, who graduates at UCLA in less than four years and leaves me in LA by myself for an extra year. And by the way, I had a five-year program. So that, you know, that, that made me feel really weird because, you know, I, I just felt like I was in college for a long time compared to Elise. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I I remember you always used to clarify like it's a five-year program. I'm not a super senior,
1: (laughs) right? Because it's not traditional, right? Like five years is not traditional, but in architecture it is for a Bachelor of Architecture. But I just have to like clarify like this: this is the program. I haven't been here an extra year.
0: Sorry,
1: (laughs) I have to clarify.
0: Okay, I like this next question. How do you two maintain individuality after marriage and being in such a long-term relationship? Um, I mean, I don't think it's like necessarily intentional. Like we both obviously are really passionate about our careers and my job also involves me traveling a lot and you've always been really supportive of that. And obviously we have a lot of like couple friends and then like friends from high school, but then we also have our own, you Mm -hmm. know, groups and friends and stuff.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think we've gotten pretty good. Again, I think this is maybe just a result of being together for 16 years. Um, 17. 17. Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry, should <I> say <laughs> I'm trying to do math in my head. Uh, 16, 17 years. But I think we've gotten good at just being able to schedule our lives so that we're doing things together when we can. And when we're, when we let's say you're traveling or, you know, I'm, I'm busy with work or something. We sort of just like schedule our lives to do aspects to, to take care of those aspects that maybe, you know, we, we don't want to do together. Like we don't do it together. Mm-hmm. So like just for example, like one, one example would be like at leaving for a week for a business trip and I'll, you know, I'll go visit a brewery or I'll talk with some, you know, uh, college buddies that maybe I haven't seen in a while or, uh, watches scary movie that I wanted to see that I know that is, is going to not care to see it and get mad at me, like literally <laughs> be mad at me all day the next day for making her watch it because she had nightmares the night before. <laughs> so those kinds of things, I just, you just learn it over time. It's lessons learned and you just know not to make those mistakes again. So I think those kinds of things, you, you just start to schedule it naturally between both of us.
0: Yeah. I like this question, too, and I'm sure a lot of people are curious. um, Since we have been together for so long, coming up on 17 years, which is the age of a junior in high school, right?
1: I mean, that was basically how old you were when we started dating.
0: (laughs) Okay, the question is, how do you keep the relationship spicy?
1: Oh, this question. (laughs) Ugh. Um oh, come I
0: mean <laughs> Omita's more private than me, you guys. I'm like, I'll
1: tell you. I mean I mean, just to be frank, like I, I don't know, like I natural. I, I guess I, I'm just I'm so grateful that I just find you attractive, just as attractive today as I did like when we first met in high school. Like I think that keeps it spicy. I I just I just feel attracted to you, like physically, even more intellectually than I did in high school. Um you
0: know yeah I, that's really sweet I mean you're hot and I'm obviously wildly attracted to you too um, I'm
1: gonna say and I'm obviously wildly attracted.
0: <laughs> you're hot and I'm obviously wildly attractive so it just works like,
1: okay. <laughs> so that's great
0: I love your confidence um no <laughs> No, I'm obviously wildly attracted to you, and then I, I'm going to give the people what they want. Like, here's also, like, the fact of the matter I know what is... you like.
1: Sorry, I'm sorry. I know what you like. What? When I cook for you. Like, when I when oh. I make you, like, a nice pizza off the pizza oven. Yeah, that or turns I me s- on. I smoke you a nice rack of ribs. <laughs> I know, I know does it is. It's...
0: I love how you're saying it all sensually, like, when nice I smoke you. <laughs>
1: when I slather the barbecue sauce. It's
0: true, though. I love that you're such a good cook, and I love that you love to spoil me. Like, it's... It, I mean, we'll get into like love languages and stuff and acts of service, I think is one of my, it's not my top one, but like when you do those things for me, I'm like, I feel so taken care of. And like, I, yeah, you're just like so hot out there, like grilling or like making a pizza or making whatever, a hot tub. <laughs> building me a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> like building stuff for the house. Um, but what I was going to say, people want to hear the juicy stuff. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, the fact is like. I think some people can think like, oh my God, 17 years, like, doesn't that get stale or boring? But like, the fact is when you're with someone for that long, you know exactly what the other person likes and what they don't like. Like there's, there's no like, oh, how is this for you? It's like, yep. I know exactly which buttons to press. I know exactly what you're going to like. And that I, I enjoy that. And then I, I mean, you know lingerie is fun. That keeps it spicy.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely there's an element of you know, just unpredictability. Like, you know, you want, you don't always want to be doing just the same old routine, routine. I mean, sometimes, yeah, surprise. The element of surprise definitely goes a long way.
0: Pulling you into a dressing room? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, my mom listens to this podcast, at least. Okay. Sure. Big spin... I-
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was
0: going to awkwardly segue to the next question because you seem really uncomfortable. No, it's fine. Am I going to have to edit this out?
1: I mean, it's fine. You know, after you brought my mom into it, I figured we were done.
0: (laughs) 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 Go ahead. What? Oh, I thought you you were interrupting me.
1: I don't even remember what I was going to say Big
0: spoon or little spoon?
1: If I had to choose one for the rest of my life, I would probably choose Big Spoon.
0: One well, for the rest of your life. Oh, you don't have to. Well, we can trade. I
1: absolutely like being Little Spoon sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. the weed will be like, you be the Big Spoon.
1: I just think it's adorable to feel you like wrap <laughs> your tiny arms like around my body. It's like, it's like just a really adorable, you know, experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like being the Little Spoon, but I like being the Big Spoon sometimes too. How do you avoid being insecure or getting lonely when you're apart from each other?
1: Um, I mean, well, you should answer it. Maybe you go first.
0: Well, I do think, I and mean, we've talked about this a lot, but like, I think that during the pandemic, I mean, it, we're coming up on two years that we've been doing this now. And it's definitely made me, feel, made us feel more like attached, like, before you know we would go to the office during the week obviously and then come home in the evening and sometimes we'd be like at events or you know meeting up with friends or whatever so like we didn't necessarily have that many hours together during the week and then you know of course we would plan something together for the weekend but now like being back then like if I was traveling for like, a week or two at a time like it felt like nothing like not that i didn't miss you but it's just like okay i'm doing my thing and like mm-hmm. i'll miss you and i'll see you in two weeks mm-hmm. and now like now that things are starting to open back up and i'm traveling more i'm gone for a week and i'm like oh my god i miss you so much <laughs> like it's really hard and so i think we're just like adjusting to this you know new normal or like now you're going back to the office a couple of days a week and you're not working from home and especially now that we're in our, our new house and not in the city, like it's really quiet during the day. And I'm like, man, I miss you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I agree. I think the, the pandemic definitely shifted the, the situation where we just got so used to just hanging out with each other. And again, how lucky are we that like, we didn't get sick of each other. Like we just, we just ended up, ended up making us more attached, uh, if anything. (laughs) Um,
0: but But yeah. You've always been really supportive of me, like, traveling, being gone, like, taking opportunities. And it's just, like, you've always just been so supportive. And I kind of realized just from hearing from other girlfriends and, like, their experiences that that's not always the case. Like, some partners get upset when their partner leaves for week or two weeks at a time. Or when I was at Google, I had this opportunity to go work at our London office for a month and a half. Like that's a long time to be away from each other. But I mean, what a cool opportunity to have Google pay my way to like basically be Eloise for a month and a half and live in a hotel, you know, in Piccadilly Circle. And I, I had this opportunity, I asked you about it. Like, what do you think? And you were like, absolutely, you should do that. And like, I'll come meet you at the end of that month and a half and we'll travel around together. And like, how exciting, like it, there was no question. And I remember I had, cause this was like a program that Google did and you can like apply for and, you know, a few people every quarter would get to do this in different offices around the world. And I remember I had a girlfriend at work that got the same opportunity. I don't remember which office it was, but to go abroad for a month and a half. And she told her husband about it, and she was like, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, I'd really rather you did not It's a long time to be gone. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. This was like a courtesy conversation. <laughs> like, this is something I want to do, and I'm doing this it. This is more of a notification. Yes, and I phrased it this way so you could, like, take this opportunity you to... You wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you did not pass the test. And I was just like, oh, damn, like not not everyone's partners are as like supportive of that type of situation.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's always been kind of like icky to me, the the idea of like saying that maybe you shouldn't do something. I I've I've never, you know, as as close as we are together um I've always in my mind wanted to be the kind of person that doesn't get in the way of your, you know, highest aspirations. So I'm just, I'm lucky that like your highest aspirations, you know, have, have jived with mine. I mean, they just have, you know, and I think, again, that's, that has to do with the kind of people we are. I mean, when you leave for a t- couple weeks, yeah, I, you know, it's, it, it's not, it's not fun to ha- not have you around. I'd rather have you around, but at the same time, I just kind of take advantage of it. I, again, like I said, like I just do things that I normally wouldn't do. Like I'll just go out for a photo safari for, you know, half a day and go take photos um, you know, because you wouldn't be coming with me on those things anyway. Or I'll, you know, go visit a brewery again. Like, I'll just, you know, watch movies that I've wanted to see. And, you know, I, I am, you know, I, I consider myself an introvert in some respects. So I just kind of, like, bring out my inner introvert and just enjoy <laughs> being by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that that gives me an opportunity to sort of, like, get in touch with that. And then when you come back, it's like, great, we can can hang out again.
0: hmm you guys, I just discovered newly and had to tell you about it. It's a fashion rental subscription service. So it's basically like Netflix for clothes. I also have a $10 off discount for you, so I'll let you know how to get that in just a sec. So here's how it works. You pick out six pieces of clothing that get shipped right to your home. You wear them for as long as you want, and then when you're done, you send them back in the same packaging it arrived in. There's a return label in there and everything. Super easy, and they have such cute pieces from brands like Anthropology, Ralph Lauren, Badgley Mishka, Free People, just to name a few. And if you fall in love with a piece and you decide you want to keep it, you can buy it at a super discounted rate. Like I'm seeing anywhere from 15 to 70% off the retail price for the pieces that I have at home right now. You also don't have to worry about washing anything or even if you accidentally damage it, you know, you spill some coffee or pop a sequin or two off, newly will take care of it and you won't be charged. Personally, I am feeling a little bit uninspired with my closet and my clothes right now after the pandemic. So, Newly has just been a great affordable sustainable option for me to have a bunch of new outfits every month and just get excited about dressing up again. You can pause or cancel Newly at any time and I also have a referral link for you to get $10 off your first month. Just go to whatthefab.com/newly and Newly is spelled N as in Nancy, U U L Y. Enjoy, and let's get back to the episode. Um, you touched on something else like that I wanted to talk about, and that kind of leads into this next question, but you've always been also so supportive of my business and my my blog and like when I first started it, and my side hustle, and like I, I had this idea, you know, 10 years ago. I don't even remember... Oh, no, I remember why I just because I had been working my, you know, my first big girl job and just kind of like learning how to blog and manage the company's editorial calendar and press releases and email newsletters. And I was like, I want to start my own blog. Like, I don't know what that means or what that looks like, but like, I kind of want to try that. And I asked you and we were like boyfriend and girlfriend at the time we were living together, but we weren't engaged or anything. And I asked you, like, what if we, like, went in halvesies on a DSLR camera and you took my pictures for this blog that I want to start? And you were just like, sure. Yeah. Like, you didn't know anything about photography, but, like, you got so into it. I mean, you have an artistic eye and, you know, edge. But you, like, you know, went to YouTube University and learned how to handle a DSLR. Now your photography is insane, incredible. Like you could literally publish a coffee table book with some of the travel photos that you've taken. And you just were like, yeah, like let's do it. And then now 10 years later, you're still down to, we just did a shoot today on a Sunday. Like you're still down to take my photos. I have tried to, you know, get better with the tripod so that I can shoot during the week because Omid is so giving and supportive that he would shoot every weekend with me if I needed him to, but I really wanted to try to like, you know, have some boundaries and like do my shoots and my work things during the week so that we have weekends off. But today I had to do a reshoot for something. Um, and I literally never have to reshoot. So it was very annoying. And I was like, I just need your help. And I just want to like knock this out. Um, but that's something again, that like a lot of my blogger friends, their partners get really upset when, the, um, when my friends ask for help taking photos, like I've seen some like wild stuff. Like my friend had a partnership that involved her getting to take her husband to a warriors game. And all she had to do was snap a photo of herself at the game and post it on Instagram. And when she asked her boyfriend or her husband to help her take this photo, he got all irritated. And it's like, dude, you're here because of her business and her platform. Yeah. And like just take the photo. I see stuff like that really, really often. And you've just always been so supportive. Um, and yeah, I just I feel really, I feel really lucky. Yeah, you should.
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna laugh. At that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
1: was a joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like okay, <laughs> say more words.
1: <laughs> well, that didn't land, but that's okay. Um, no, I mean yeah i i feel I feel lucky that you know we we share interests and are able to do those kinds of things together. I mean, I, I do love photography, and the fact that you know it it helps you and it, it again, like i when you started your business. To me, I, I just wanted to lift you up. Like, that. that's what it came down to. I wanted to lift you up and see you succeed. And at the same time, like, this byproduct of that was, like, I have a cool hobby. Like, because I, I, I did like photography even before. Like, I was interested in photography. I just never really, like, did it seriously. So I think a lot of things in the universe just kind of come together sometimes where it works out for everyone.
0: That's really sweet.
1: Does that make up for my bad joke?
0: Yeah, it does. Okay, good. <laughs> So it leads me to this question that I think is a really good one. How do you two deal with finances? Do you split everything 50-50? Do you ever argue about money? Um,
1: we don't, I don't think we really argue too much. I mean, we mm-hmm. have a, we have a joint account and we, we put most of our assets into that so that, cause most of the stuff we spend, we, we spend together. So yeah. You know, and I think we both have our individual checking accounts for little things, but at this point in our lives, we sort of sort of share everything. So
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, I think like we really see ourselves as a unit, yeah, and a team, and our the way our our accounts are set up reflect that. So obviously, I have like my business account, and then I still have my personal checking account, but there's like five thousand dollars in there. Like I really just kind of maintain that for, um, like when we're abroad and I need a debit card or, um. Yeah. It's more
1: just having like a variety of options in yeah. case one option doesn't work.
0: Yeah. And then we have like our main account, which is like a high yield savings account that we pay all of our credit card bills through. And we both like funnel money into that. So like from, you know, when Omid gets his paycheck into his personal account, it gets transferred over into the joint one. When I'm paying myself um from the what the fab account it gets funneled into the joint one. Um we don't have like individual credit cards or anything. I mean I think that like the money and the finance conversation is important because like I've I've just seen a lot of like pretty wild stuff from my girlfriends or friends of friends. Like there's it can be a really touchy subject between couples. And like, I remember a friend of mine at Google, like she had her own kind of separate account that her, um, salary would go into. And then she would like make these purchases before kind of transferring things over. And she's like, yeah, that way he won't know. Like it was just, it was like very secretive. And, um, I've also, someone was just telling me about (laughs) they accidentally, um noticed on their boss's venmo she was she was venmoing her boss something, and she noticed that her boss and and her boss's husband venmo each other things like groceries rent mm. you know like it 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 was just like whoa, like that's really wild, and it's like you know it's whatever works
1: whatever works for you, yeah, I mean For us, it's just like, I don't want to manage that.
0: No, it's just, yeah. And I like, we completely trust each other to like make decisions. Like if you're going to, you know, buy something for yourself that's expensive, we'll talk about it first before you just like make a big purchase. And same with me.
1: Yeah. We budget things
0: for like house projects together.
1: What? I was going to say, it's like, it's like a company, like any expense over a hundred bucks has to be authorized (laughs) by both parties or something like that. Like we have a discussion about it.
0: Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Um, I do, if you're comfortable, I do want to talk about, um, in relation to finances, the fact that throughout our entire relationship, I've always made more money than you. And you have never been weird about that, like ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I have a lot of friends, other like female entrepreneur friends that it's a really big issue in their relationship that they make more money than their husband. It causes fights, resentment, the husband's ego is bruised. Um, why has that never been an issue for you?
1: Um, yeah, I, I think coming, I, I gr- you know, I grew up in a family that also both of my parents worked. um, And I grew up in a household where that was, like, just kind of, like, understood that, like, yeah, both parents work, and, you know, my, it it was never, it was never a thing where it was, like, my dad made a bunch more than my mom, or my mom made a bunch more than my dad, like, they, they did what they could to support us, and, and it was enough, and so I always grew up with that mentality that, like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, like, competitive between a husband and a wife mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way why Why should it be that way that wasn't even like a thought and, and like as I grew up and you know entered society and learned you know through media and you know talking with people that there is this there's this stigma with like the man usually makes more money well you know it's kind of like okay it's like societal bullshit mm-hmm. you know so that was the case well why was that the case you know because women weren't allowed to work. <laughs> I mean, at some point, like women were allowed to work, but for for a long time they weren't. I mean, so at some point those those traditions have to be broken mm-hmm. and 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 reinvented. And you know, I so to me it's not about it has to be a certain way because things are always changing, and if you're making more money than me, then good for you. I mean, I I I don't see it as like I'm, I'm being valued lesser. I, I'm just happy for you that you're doing what you're doing. And yeah, I, I don't, I guess, you know, it comes down to how do you value, how do you value your own self-worth? Are you valuing it based on the amount of dollars you make per year? Because there are a lot of people out there who make less money than both of us who do very noble and superior things, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. So, how do you value those people? Mm-hmm. you know, so you can't you can't just base it off of like this one particular metric. It's not that simple, and it shouldn't be it's It's kind of like an archaic way to think about it,
0: yeah, I was gonna say I think it says a lot about you and just your own confidence in yourself and your values, and also like just being able to check your ego, yeah because. I mean, like I said, a lot of my female friends that are successful entrepreneurs, it's a a big issue in their relationships. I've heard it listening to um, just other female entrepreneurs that I admire listening to their podcasts. Like they've talked about how it's it's really tough and causes a lot of arguments. And I kind of, especially over the last kind of couple of years, started realizing that and was like, whoa, I feel really lucky that... I I mean, it. I think it, it should be this way, but I just kind of started to realize that that wasn't the norm. And I was like, I feel lucky that my partner, you've never made me feel bad about that. And you've always made me feel like so supported. And like my, my wins feel like your wins and your wins feel like my wins. It's
1: true. It's true. Like we're a team in it together. And so... Yeah. I'm like, this is great for us. Really. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's great for us. So like, awesome. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And again, like I, I, I just don't, it's not, it's not like how many, how, how much money do you make is like the only measure of a person's self-worth. I mean, if that's the case, then there's a lot of people out there that don't have any worth and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. It's, it's totally arbitrary. So I, I, yeah, I, you know, I don't really know how, how else to put it? It's just a way that I've looked at it. Yeah. Since I was yeah I was younger.
0: This question I knew would be a popular one. Do you two think you'll have kids anytime soon?
1: I feel like this is where like when um, celebrities are on a show and there's like a, you know, is there going to be a sequel to that uh, movie you just made? <laughs> you'll have, have to stay
0: tuned and have find to out.
1: Stay tuned. Like I, I don't <laughs> know. I can't neither confirm nor deny that. I mean, I, well, I, I won't say that, um, we don't want kids.
0: Well, yeah. And
1: I won't say that it's happening next week.
0: No, it's not like (laughs) anytime soon as in like, you're going to be seeing a pregnancy announcement probably even this year. Um, and we, I actually just did a podcast episode, um, with two of my blogger girlfriends. Um, that is literally just all about this topic. Um, And we really got into like our fears and kind of like, what is holding us back or what is causing us to try to conceive like we just get all into it. It's episode number 37, if you want to listen to it. But I talk about kind of where we're at in that episode. And and basically, the short answer is, we know that we want to have a family not quite ready yet. I think you're more ready than I am. And I am getting there, but I'm not there yet.
1: That's a fair assessment. <laughs> That's
0: fair. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, what else can I add? I think, you know, we've both had several conversations about this over several years. This isn't yeah. something that we've just started talking about. But I think it's it's gradually, we've proportionally given it the amount of sort of like thought and significance in our lives as we've grown older yeah um to the point where it's like yeah we you know it's probably going to happen sometime you know closer than it you know we were thinking it would be several years ago and I think it's just part of our lifestyle like I we everyone's different and we we're we're just getting to that you know we we just want to be able to like travel and do these kinds of things that we want to do um so that when we do have a kid it's like you know now it's just all about like taking care of this kid and focusing on their life and moving it forward before we, you know, think about our next plans.
0: Yeah. But I still want to travel. For sure. I
1: mean, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I know it'll obviously but be very gonna be different. different and less <laughs> <little> frequent,
0: <laughs> but I still like, that is a really important goal of mine. Like my, my business, gotta take care of my business and gotta be able to still travel. Obviously not in the same way or as much, but I need a change of scenery.
1: No, I mean one thing we know about you is you, you figure out a way to do what you want, so oh, thanks.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> favorite thing about each other. I know mine for you. Well, uh, there's a lot. But okay, a couple favorite things. Omid is like the sweetest soul, like just kindest, gentlest, sweetest soul. But also, like you're so fucking funny and witty and like you have this edge to you and you don't like present yourself this way to everyone. But like when it's just you and me, like some of the things that you say are just like you, ha- like you can be a little bit of a dick sometimes with your <laughs> your jokes. And I mean, we just have the same dry sometimes. Yeah. We just have the same like sense of humor. And like, I, I just, I love your, your sweet, kind soul but then I also love that you have this like sense of humor that has this edge to it as well
1: (laughs) well I I mean okay so I'm gonna give you an answer that's along those lines but I want to give you a different answer that's kind of different but along those lines I my favorite thing about you is just how how powerful you are I mean in my like I honestly am in awe and I'm inspired by your just The power you exude, the confidence you have. And it's something that I've worked to, like, try to live up to. You're getting teary
0: Yeah, you're going to make me cry. I just got (laughs) chills. I wasn't expecting that.
1: It's, well, but I've told you this. I mean, it's, you know, from from ever since we were younger, like, you know, especially since we started working, just, you know, instilling the confidence in me to do what I can do. I get that from you, I think. I, I really do. I think I... I see what you do and I see the persistence you have and kind of, you know, take no bullshit attitude. Um, But at the same time, like, you're such a sweetheart and you're so warm and loving and kind, um, but you don't let yourself get taken advantage of. And I think that's something that I've had to work on, just being, like, kind of a nicer person and a little bit more, like, (laughs) reserved. I have to be careful about that kind of stuff. I think living with you has helped me. Help me become a more impatient person in a good way. Like, it's okay to be a little impatient, uh, but I've learned that from you. So that's what I wanted to say. And then the other thing I wanted to say was I love how soft you are. Like, like so for those who don't know, like, Elise has this, you know, nightly regimen for like, she has, you know, she, I call her my apothecary because she has this whole like setup for, you know, creams and stuff that she puts on at night. And she's started to give me stuff so I can take care of my skin, which is great. But, but it, she's done it for years, I mean, decades, and it has just resulted in the softest <laughs> skin, like, just holding her, and, and I don't want to get creepy, but it's, like, it's just so soft, and I've never, it's just, like, coming from, I don't know, my, like, my, my, my skin feels like leather, I mean, her skin <laughs> no, feels like mochi, if you ever had mochi, you know, mochi ice cream, feels like this, just caressing the top of a mochi ice cream ball. <laughs>
0: Well, I do. I mean, I exfoliate, I put on lotion every night, but I think some of it, part of it is just like genetics, like my soft Asian skin. Like yeah. my mom has really soft skin. Like we call her as like a cute little nickname. We're like, you're softer than mochi. I'm
1: like <laughs> a marshmallow. It's so soft, it's ridiculous. And I'm just like, so I feel lucky that I can, you know, just be the big spoon to that. <laughs> <laughs> or the little spoon.
0: You're just so cute. Okay. That was really sweet. Thank you. This is a good question too. When both of your schedules get busy, how do you find time for the little things or quality time?
1: It's a good question. Sometimes all it takes is at least to give me like the eye. <laughs> <laughs> like last, I got a few, I think that was a night where I was pretty busy and, um. Yeah. Me and it's been working we had, late. We had talked about working out together that evening
0: and yeah. I got a little
1: like, you know, uh in the zone with, with work. And I totally forgot. And I hadn't like put it in my calendar and she looks at me and I have my AirPods on and I'm like, I just like shoulder shrugged her. I'm like, I, I have to do stuff. And then she gives me the eyeball. I'm like, Oh shit. Like I'm in trouble. <laughs> but I figured it out and I was like, okay, okay, we're going to do this. So I, I made it work and you know, we did our workout together and it was, it was great. Um, so, I think, yeah, part of it is just, like, you just have to be disciplined. Like, you you just do it, you know, and you and you figure out how to, like, make up the time elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there, I don't lie, there's weeks where we do sort of just, like, work and it becomes a blur and we don't really talk to each other, like, in any long period of time for several days. And...
0: Yeah, because our brains are fried at the end of the day and you just want to, like... Watch Netflix
1: and yeah. go to bed. Watch, yeah, eat, watch Netflix and go to bed, and you know, but-
0: especially with both of us being entrepreneurs, like we try to, you know, have boundaries with our our working hours. But sometimes, like we're just kind of getting out of this pandemic, and Omid's an architect. Like now that they're they're busy, like they're taking on clients, and he's working his ass off right now. And I, it's it's been hard and frustrating when he has to work late nights and weekends. But also because I'm an entrepreneur too. I understand like this comes in waves and we both know that this is not sustainable and it's starting to noticeably calm down. Um, yeah, I've it, noticed over the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. And you get it because it happens to you all the time too. I mean, there there's nights and weekends that you have to work and
0: I've been and a lot better about it though. I would say, well, if
1: we're talking about like in the last, like, you know, two months. Yes. No,
0: no. I mean like the last few years,
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But, you know, that still doesn't, I mean, there are things that, you know, work stresses, that stress you out about work. And so, you know, I think it's, it's sort of like, we balance each other out. I think, I feel like we try to do a good job where it's like, I'm there to support you and you're there to support me. Yeah. So that we're both not like, we're both burnt out. Right. (laughs) At the same time. And it's like, somebody help us. (laughs) Um, What was the question again?
0: (laughs) It was um, when both of your schedules get so busy, how do you find time for quality time? Yeah. I think another thing that I would say, like you kind of mentioned this, like you just do it, but like being intentional about it because, you know, especially when you're you're both working hard, You if you have kids, I mean, that I'm sure it makes it even harder to find quality time together. But my um, love language the way that I like to receive and feel the most loved is through quality time. And I've I've told Omid this before, like if we don't have quality time together, like if we're so busy that a week goes by and we don't have quality time, I, I feel like my love tank is low. Like I can feel it. I'm like, I'm I'm low on my love tank and we yeah. need to spend some quality time together. And it doesn't even have to be anything like crazy. Like we do make sure that we are like, okay, like this weekend we're going to go wine tasting together. Like this weekend we're doing this. Um, We try to connect each evening after work as well. But like last night, for example, just, you know, it was a Saturday night. We were getting ready to have dinner and we made a charcuterie board and I poured us a glass of wine and you were like, okay, do you want to watch a Netflix show? And I was like, no, I actually just want to talk to you. And we had like a really good conversation last night. We talked about a lot of like life stuff like we talked about things with my business that were stressing me out we talked about like other you know like family relationships mm-hmm. and things and i like i felt so good after that conversation and and just like shooting the shit with you really
1: yeah i think that happens pretty often where i think it, it, it honestly all it comes down to is like us having a conversation to reconnect after mm-hmm. a tough week yeah where we haven't really like we've connected on like a superficial level but not like on a deep level yeah and that if that happens like a couple times a week great you know and I think I I I noticed that about you too it's like I again I I I see myself as more of the introvert and like I'll automatically go to because I don't think the deep conversations is my love language
0: yeah what's your love language again what are the options I should know that um you keep talking I'll look it up
1: yeah so while she thinks about that um I, I, I'm always automatically resorting to, I'm, I'm tired. Let's eat our food and let's just watch like our show and, you know, go go to bed. Like I, I, I don't want to think anymore. (laughs) Um, but as soon as she says she wants to visit or, you know, have a conversation, I'm like, of course I'm going to do that. Like that's important to her. So, um, and then I'm, I'm glad I did. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it ends up being a really good experience. Yeah. So what are the love languages? Okay.
0: So the five love languages are words of affirmation acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. I know I've made you do the quiz before, but it was years ago and I forget which one was yours. Yours is words
1: of affirmation or quality time?
0: Quality time is my number one.
1: Your quality time. Um, I wonder if it's acts of service.
0: It could be. Physical touch, I think, was like my third one.
1: Yeah, I want to say out of all those, receiving gifts...
0: No, No, I know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say acts of service probably.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it was maybe acts of service and quality time. Maybe we're kind of like tied for you if Mm -hmm. I'm remembering right. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I would say in terms of like making time for each other when your schedules are really busy, I think that having our house manager has freed up some time for us to decompress and, spend time with each other in the evenings during the week.
1: Yes. And and this is a very like privileged thing to be able to do, but having someone that on on a Monday comes and helps just kind of set the week on a good pace in terms of like the laundry and cleaning the house and and cooking. I love cooking. I I we, I I cook and she cooks, but we do it on the weekends when we have more time. But, like, during the week, it's just, like, really hard to find time to cook, clean, laundry, all that stuff, and also, like, run your business. Mm-hmm. And having the house manager to at least, like, kick things off at the beginning of the week really helps us. It just sets up the week for, like, success. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm, I'm super thankful that, like, we're able to do that. Totally understand, like, it's not something that everybody can do. But um, if that's something that you can work into your budget and, and you have, you know, you're both working, it really does make a huge difference to how, like, Monday night feels. Yeah. When you're done with your work and you're working out and the house is just kind of clean and laundry's done and there's like a meal ready. It totally changes the way you wake up the next morning to start Tuesday.
0: Yeah. And then you have time. You're not running around doing the cooking and cleaning and, and laundry. You're just sitting down for a nice meal together and connecting after a long work day.
1: Yeah, and that's the time we get to be able to reconnect with each other and help solve each other's problems. And again, we're just, like, energized to, like, do the actual cooking we love to do when we have time over the weekend.
0: Yeah, Um, but I think it's, like, important to bring that up and share that because, I, I mean, frankly, I wish somebody had given me that idea a few years ago. Like, we probably could have benefited from that earlier. It just wasn't something that, like, my mind was really open to before and yeah I mean I I think your time is so valuable and it's like I if I can afford it I don't mind spending money on getting some hours of my day
1: back yeah I mean we've talked about this but everybody's different but like the way Elise and I look at our time is like you know it it is I mean imagine like you know your time as an hourly rate that you could be using doing something else Mm -hmm. and so you have to decide, like, how do you value your time? Like, is that hour better spent, like, doing the laundry? Or is it better spent, like, having a conversation with your significant other to solve a problem or work out or whatever it is you need enjoy, to do to, like, survive the week?
0: Yeah, even just enjoy each other's company, like...
1: Yeah, so, you know, maybe maybe look at your time as not just time, but, like, money. Mm-hmm. And and how, how, how would you look at it differently if you looked at it that way? Yeah. So that you know that that's something that's actually worked relatively well for us.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes like even for like grocery orders, like sometimes we have friends that are like, "Oh no, like I don't want to pay to have my grocery delivered. I'd rather just do it myself." And it's like, "Well, what do you value your time at? Like you've got an Amazon Prime account, so to get a Whole Foods delivery, now they charge $10. They charge 9.99 for it. It used to be included in your Prime membership." And We have friends that are like, I would never pay $10 to have my groceries delivered. And it's like, well, do you value your time at less than minimum wage? Like, because it's going to take you an hour to drive to the store, pick up all the groceries, and drive home. You could just pay $10 and have that hour of your life back and spend that, you know, having a glass of wine with your husband. Like, there it, and I, I get it. Like, it can kind of feel like, well, it's $10 every time and that adds up. But, like, if it fits within your budget, What do you value your time at? Time is the only thing that we can't get back. And so that's why I don't mind spending money on it when I can afford to.
1: Yeah. Well said.
0: Thanks. Okay. Um, We have a couple more questions. We're coming up. Yeah, we're like just past an hour. So we'll start to wrap things up. That went so fast. I know. You did so good. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. This one's a funny one. And I feel like we've said some mushy things. So people will probably like to hear... (laughs) The other side of it. Um, what are your pet peeves about each other?
1: <laughs> Gotta be careful.
0: <laughs> you can be honest.
1: Um, pet peeves. I mean, the one that comes to mind is, you know, <laughs> you're going to get mad. <laughs> Like when you get riled up and like it usually ends up happening like right before we're going to bed and I'm just like can we like can we take it down a notch like if there's something that's bothering you about work or someone who did something stupid and like totally valid they did something stupid I get it but like you just get riled up and like your voice gets higher and I'm like can we just take it down a notch and I can't tell you to like I'm trying to figure out a nice way to say calm down without no, knowing I can't, can't say, say the say words that. calm down
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so that's that's something that I'm like, I, I need to figure out like how this is going to work. And so, what did I say a couple of nights? Yeah, last night, I think. Can we?
0: I think you were just like, hey, hey, let's take it down a notch. Can we take it down a notch?
1: <laughs> and then she still figured it out. She's like, don't ask me to take it down a notch.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's just who I am. I get it from my dad. Like, I can get really riled up about stuff. And, like, I just have to, like, talk about it and, like, get it out. And this is what I'm thinking and what I'm going to do and how I'm feeling. And, yeah, I can get a little. I, I can get a little passionate. Mm, a couple
1: octaves high, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. That, I, I'm not upset about that. I'm upset if you tell me to calm down. Okay, my <laughs> turn. <laughs> um, my pet peeve about you is when you... Turned to the hangman. I knew it. <laughs> okay, so for listeners, the hangman is this like concept and term that we use for Omid when he's having a hard time like making a decision about something and he's just kind of like going back and forth and like, oh, I don't know. And the way that this term came about was we were at this, it was like a, a press media event in the city and they had a tarot card reader there. So I was like, let's sit down with the tarot card reader. And she started, you know, flipping cards and telling us things. And I mean, the stuff that she was saying was very spot on. Like I hadn't told her anything about, you know, obviously our lives. And she was like, okay, like for me, she was like, you are like very fiery and passionate and driven. You're super hardworking. You have a big change coming up where you're going to be like basically like she was talking about me leaving google and um running my business and then with omid she also said a lot of things that were very spot on and one of the cards was the hangman and the hangman is called that because he basically like
1: he's just hanging around
0: he's just hanging around he ends up just like in the picture, was it the,
1: he... the picture was depicted as a uh, a guy with his feet tied and he was upside down right, and he's kind of shrugging down. his shoulders like I'm just hanging here.
0: <laughs> I'm just hanging here because I can't make a decision either way because I'm just like weighing the pros and cons and thinking about right, the logistics. Like super
1: analytical, super like trying to make the right
0: very choice. in my head. And so yeah, sometimes like we were talking about earlier, it can be a good balance because Omid and I balance each other and that he can help me think through things and kind of, like, not make such rash decisions. And then when he's being the hangman, I can kind of, like, give him a kick in the butt and be like, okay, like, make this decision, do this thing, like, call, call it, like, let's do this. Um, but yes, that can be definitely one of the things that um, I would say would be a pet peeve. Even though, and I think both of the things that we just said, there are also strengths about each other in, in yeah. some ways, like...
1: You yelling at night is a strength?
0: Well, me being passionate and fiery (laughs) is a strength. Like, my passion and fire is what has, like, driven my business. It's true.
1: You have lots of fire.
0: And your hangman, like, obviously, these are the two, like, extremes of it. Like, when used in the right way, your kind of, like, methodical, analytical brain and weighing the pros and cons, like, that's also served us well in some ways.
1: Absolutely. I think you're right. I mean, you know, like anything, it's, it's not as simple as black and white, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So I agree.
0: Yeah. Okay. Last question. Just a fun one to wrap it up. What's the favorite, what's your favorite place that you've traveled to together?
1: Uh, well, I think we've talked about this a couple times and, oh God, this is tough. I know. This is tough. I mean, it comes down to like a few places in my mind. I you know our honeymoon is always going to hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. I feel like Paris is always going to be a special p- place in my heart, but also she at least knows I have a real romantic um, idea of Barcelona. And when mm-hmm. we were there, it was just a perfect time, like it was it was it was if you're going to go to Barcelona, you got to go in September. It's nice and warm. But, you know, the days are long and the sunsets are beautiful and they got the rooftop bars with the flamenco, Spanish flamenco music playing. And it's just like, it's just so beautiful and romantic. And that's what really got me. So I would say Barcelona, Paris, and God, I mean, I I still think those are probably my favorite places that I've gone with you.
0: I would definitely say Paris because it's just like one of my favorite cities and like I studied abroad there and when I was there studying abroad I just knew I was like I have to come back here with Omid. It was my first time out of the country so I was just like oh my god this is incredible and so like to go and spend um, a couple of weeks there for our honeymoon was so special. I am surprised that you didn't say Santorini as like another...
1: that was special. That's oh true. Oh my gosh, that Santorini was very special, actually
0: was not that long ago. It was like five months ago. We went yeah. in um, early October and we stayed at the Mystique. It was this incredible hotel that's just like, you know, the cave style, like built into the side of the cliffs. I had been trying to book this hotel for like literally four years. And first, I'd been saving up points. Then there was no availability because it's like there's only 30 rooms or so. Then they were under construction. Then the pandemic hit. And so I finally booked it during the pandemic, like before the vaccine came out or anything. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to book it for October of next year and just, you know, cancel it if we don't have, a, if we're not able to travel by then. Um, but fortunately, you know, vaccine rolled out last spring and we were able to go. And it was just amazing it was like it was so beautiful so romantic great food like
1: it was definitely a once-in-a-lifetime experience staying at that place yeah I like mean, we, it was just Omid stupid. convinced
0: it was stupid. Omid convinced me to get up for sunrise and like we had our, our own like private hot tub so we would get up for sunrise Watch the sunrise from our hot tub. He'd make me a little espresso. (laughs) Why are you
1: laughing? I'm laughing because it's like people are thinking like, oh, at least got to get up super early. I think it was like 730.
0: No, it was it was like 650. Was it, it? It was like by 7 a.m., yes. No, which it wasn't Eight. like 5 a.m., but still like 7 a.m. on vacation. Yeah.
1: That's early for to me. To get lease up anytime before 8, 8.30 on a, in vacation is, is a huge
0: feat. Well, apparently all you need is a hot tub, a caldera, ocean view, yeah. and a sunrise, and, and I'm there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like a nice espresso ready to go. <laughs>
0: yes, he would make me espresso every morning. So that was definitely one of my favorite places we went to together.
1: That was, that was special. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, Paris, I would say holistically ruined me for the rest of my life in terms of food because I'm pretty sure I was, I've never gone under like 175 pounds since visiting Paris. <laughs> Cause everything I make now, like includes butter.
0: Omid oh, makes pate now. He's pate, made pate and it's insane. And
1: it's all Paris's fault. <laughs> <laughs> like before Paris, I was okay with not using it as much butter. It was probably better for me. Anyway, so that's a different topic.
0: Wow. This was fun. It was
1: fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Where can everyone find you?
1: <laughs> um, you can find me at, I mean, should I say it? I mean, .com. No. <laughs> this is why i'm not a blogger this is why i'm not an influencer just forget everything i just said (laughs) you could just edit all this out
0: i love you thank you thank you all right how cute is omid i just love him so much so i hope you enjoyed the conversation this one was just for fun maybe a little bit of advice and tips but mostly just answering like kind of frequently, you know, ask questions that we get about our relationship and things that I thought you guys might want to know. So, don't forget to subscribe to the What the Fab podcast through whatever platform it is that you are listening through and if you wouldn't mind taking 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. I love reading those reviews and lately I've been getting a lot of DMs from people just kind of like chatting about episodes that they happen to listen to and giving suggestions for future topics and I am loving that it's giving me so many ideas I really appreciate that so if you have thoughts on episodes that you would like to hear in the future definitely slide in my dms I'm at wtfab and I can't wait to hear from you and we'll be back next week with another interview